as business owners, it's easy to not have the confidence, right? Especially when you're starting out and saying, okay, I'm going to go out into the ocean because there's so many fish. And so I'm just going to get a really big net and I'm going to try and catch as many fish as I can. And there's got to be some money in there somewhere. (laughs) The problem is you catch a lot of fish that are going to be toxic to your business that aren't going to pay you what you're worth. They're going to treat you like the hired help instead of a trusted advisor. You're going to get caught charging too little. Instead, identify the fish that you want to catch, the fish you want to work with, and find that small pond and go in there and you bait the hook. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. All right, you guys, today we have a special guest that I know you guys are going to love. I'm going to share a little bit about him, and we will just go right into his story. So today I have Kirk Mercadante, and Kurt, he helps executives, entrepreneurs, enterprises to become purposeful, productive, and profitable. On today's show, we'll specifically discuss how to deliver the right message to the right client to generate more revenue. For more than 23 years, Kurt has counseled small businesses, entrepreneurs, as well as some of the largest corporations and associates in the country. He's built three profitable businesses, including a seven-figure public relations and advertising agency. Kurt is also a Gallup's certified strength trainer and a host of authority brand podcast and author of the best-selling book, Five Pillars of the Freedom Lifestyle. I love that. I'm excited <laughs> to check that out. So Kirk has spoken, tra- trained, and consulted around the world, and we are happy to have him to join us today. Kurt, thank you so much for being here today and uh, being on my podcast. So welcome. Donna, it is a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. Great. So Kurt, we know you didn't like just end up doing all of this. So how, where did you start? Like, how did you start building this business and being able to create seven figures for all these companies? Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I think that word, that key word you mentioned is create. And I think that all of us, our, our greatest power is our ability to let our creative flow. Uh, be unleashed. And nature, when we separate ourselves from nature and you look at nature, you look at the world, it's all the, the art and the act of creation. And when we look at businesses, when we look at anything we create as the manifestation of our creative flow, then you look at things like profits, not as bad, but as good because you're providing impact to other people. 
And that really should be the definition of any business, having a positive impact on the life of someone else. I don't care if you sell golf balls or coaching or high-end consulting, you improve the life of someone else. And that helps you from a mindset perspective. When you get up in the morning, it's not like, oh, time to make the donuts. You remember that old commercial? Or I got to go coerce <laughs> something into reaching into their pocket and giving me money for something they may not want to buy. Mm-hmm. Instead, if you wake up every morning, you're like, how can I improve the life of someone else? And you identify who those people are and you speak to that person's impact, what they want, the desired impact they want from working with you. Then guess what? It's very simple. You provide them impact and value. They provide you impact and value in return. Right now it's, it's currency. In the old days, it was, I'll trade you a pelt for some gunpowder, whatever it is, but it's a value for value exchange. And really that's at the heart of every business I've created. And it's really at the heart of branding and sales. How do you communicate that impact and speak to what your, your ideal customer wants from you when they give you their money? Awesome. Well, I love this because I'm actually doing some training on this specific thing right now with, with some of my ladies. So, um, so share with me a little bit, how do they find out what their ideal client are speaking? How would you help them to find that? Yeah, I mean, if you're an existing uh, uh, business, I always have uh, my clients start by going and talking to their existing clients and asking them, why do you work with me? What's the biggest impact? And I, I regularly have clients who are like, oh my gosh, I thought it was over here, but it's something totally different. Now, if you're starting out, make the best educated guess you can, but go narrow and get specific. With my clients, we actually have five pages of questions we go through to identify your ideal client. I mean, it's age, gender, are they 45 to 55? Are they 55 to 65? There's a much bigger di- or, or a big difference in mindset. Um, you know, what industry and then what job title? Are they liberal? Are they conservative? Are they church going? You know, and, and I regularly get uh, questions like, well, why would I need to know that? Well, I work with an, an elite personal trainer. We doubled his income over six months. One of the biggest ways we did that by, was by focusing on his ideal clients. He said, why do I need to know this religion and all that? Turns out his ideal client is woman, 55 to 65, divorced, high achieving executive and Jewish. Now we can get into and reverse engineer why why that is the case. But when you get that specific as business owners, it's easy to not have the confidence, right? Especially when you're starting out and saying, okay, I'm going to go out into the ocean because there's so many fish. And so I'm just going to get a really big net and I'm going to try and catch as many fish as I can. And there's got to be some money in there somewhere. (laughs) The problem is you catch a lot of fish that are going to be toxic to your business that aren't going to pay you what you worth. They're going to treat you like the hired help instead of a trusted advisor. You're going to get caught charging too little. Instead, identify the fish that you want to catch, the fish you want to work with and find that small pond and go in there and you bait the hook with what I call, some people call it value proposition. Look up the definition of proposition in the dictionary. Some, some of the parts of that, that uh, definition aren't too great, right? Uh, elevator speech, right? That communicates, oh, wow, I got someone cornered, cornered in an elevator and I'm going to try and pitch them on something. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer impact story because you speak like so crystal clear. There's no room for interpretation or confusion of what you provide. And I regularly talk to potential clients, business owners, who, when you ask them, well, what do you do? Or a potential client, they do what I like to call is verbally vomit 
on their potential clients. It's, oh my gosh, I'm glad you asked. Here's my resume. Here's my background. Here's my experience. Here's my bells, my whistles, my features. Here's how the sausage is made. Here's the process. And the client's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just wanted to know one simple thing. What's in it for me? Mm -hmm. Because your clients and potential clients may love you as a person, may have empathy for you as a human being. But the minute you ask them for money, they don't give a damn about you. They want to know what's in it for me. What am I getting for my money? And, um, you know, you see a lot of businesses during the pandemic, when it first started out, there's goodwill. Well, I really don't need to go to that restaurant, but I'm going to support local and I'm going to go do these things. Well, that lasts for like a month or two. And then you realize, well, why am I paying $50 for, to get this horrible steak in a paper bag? You know, and so those good businesses are having to adapt and, and figure out new systems and either lower their prices or raise the quality of what they're giving you, even if you pull up to the side of a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. You have to really, what does that end impact your clients want? Reverse engineer from there. And when you do that, when something like a pandemic comes out, when, you know, whatever, there's always challenges that are going to happen there. If you focus on that impact and look how to get there, then you flow like water. When there's boulders in a mountain stream, those challenges that happen, you know, some people would have you tell that I call them the hustle and grind pornographers. You know, you see them on YouTube and gurus and this and that. They want you to grab that boulder in the mountain stream and beat your head against it and keep beating your head against it till you're bloody, right? And they think it's, it's adrenaline and it's cortisol and you keep going. If instead you flow like water and you see that boulder coming, you just step to the right, you step to the left, you flow around it and you keep flowing toward that impact that your customers want. The businesses that are doing that now, they're not just like at the status quo. They're actually growing in 2020 because they figured out that people still have needs and wants that they need to fill. And it's like people's money didn't just go away. I mean, there's there's people who are unemployed, but a lot of people have businesses and they still have a need. And if you fill that need, you're going to be just fine. I love that. I love that. So how do you help them come up with their, their, um, message, if you will, Mm -hmm. you called it something else, but I can't remember. Oh yeah. The Uh, impact story. Impact story. So, so how do you get them to draw out their impact story so that it's powerful for someone? Yeah. You know, it's a process and it really depends on the business owner. Um, you know, there's some business owners, it's like, uh, oh, they sent, I'll send you my pitch deck. And I'll look at the pitch deck. I had two business owners recently send me their pitch deck. And I was like, I still can't tell what you do. Like, I, I don't know what you do succinctly. I have some ideas, but everything has to be in like sixth or seventh grade English. Because if you throw out just even a basic word from the dictionary to 20 people, you're going to get 17 different interpretations. Mm-hmm. And so I regularly have people who like try to throw out big words to impress and maybe overcompensate for maybe that they, they don't feel confident in what they provide. And so exponential growth, ecosystem, synergies and all this. And it's like, I don't even know what, you, what are you talking about, right? And so like people ask me, what do you do? I help you deliver the right message to the right clients to generate more revenue. Like there's no ifs, ands or buts. And then the next question is, well, how you do that? And I say, would it be worth 20 minutes to hop on a call to learn how I can help you deliver the right message to the right clients? But it, it's, it's so easy to lead with process or take the bait of clients. Um, all right, so tell me, how, how does this work and what do you cost? And then we tell them and they're left thinking of bullet points of how the machinery works rather than, if, if you do your sales job correctly, people give you money and then say, all right, cool, I'm ready to go. How does this work? 
because you've communicated impact. If you compete on, or if, if, you know, if you're competing on price or resume, you're going to lose on price or resume, even if you get the client, because if you're competing on price and you get the client, you've probably cheapened what you provide. So don't be afraid to communicate that impact. And if you lead with impact, then, you know, you don't have to worry about, oh, maybe they don't like that third bullet point on my resume, or they don't like the fact that I'm only 32 or whatever it is. And, and, and it's so hard to get past from a mindset perspective, but it's like, no, I'm confident what I provide. Here's what you get. And then they can ask about process, let them ask. And then you go there. Um, but impact is so important. And, and that uh, I did a LinkedIn post the other day and said, by the end of this week, I'm going to be covered in vomit. Uh, what, what, what? It's like verbal vomit from people who are pitching me and making it think it's all about them. I got a LinkedIn pitch yesterday from someone I've never met who said, as I promised, I'm sharing my program with you, blah, blah, blah. It was like, I, my, I, my, I, my. And it's like, first of all, I don't even know you. It's, it's obviously an automated message. Mm-hmm. And secondly, it's, it's not about you. I can't tell what the impact I, is I get. If you said, you want to make more money, want to make more revenue, all right, you've piqued my interest. There's some clients I work with. I have a, a guy who's he's got a benefits company. And his end impact isn't necessarily the difference between this 401k package and this 401k package. He provides great benefits for your employees and saves you headaches because entrepreneurs are like, listen, I got to get a 401k package, but I don't have time to sit there and read a prospectus and have two hour meetings and cut through red tape. Uh, that personal trainer client I have, he, uh, you know, personal trainers like to talk about, oh, I mean this and weight loss and, and here's my resume. He asked his clients. And it wasn't, they wanted to lose 10 pounds or they wanted to lift this much or they wanted to, you know, what is it was, I want to feel my, I have a little bit of a quarantine belly in my pants. I just want my pants to fit. I just want my back pain to go away. I just want this red Christmas dress to fit. So his impact story now is I help high achieving executive women look better, feel better, move better. That speaks directly to what they want. I have a bookkeeping client. He, He works with family owned businesses. What do you realize? His impact story has nothing to do with QuickBooks or zero or spreadsheets or numbers. It's I save marriages. What, what you save marriages. Wow. That's because they're powerful. right. There's, there's, <laughs> you, there's these family owned businesses where one spouse is doing operations and other spouse is doing the bookkeeping and the operations person's like, Hey honey, uh, I want to hire three people. Do we have enough money? Do, do you have the profit and loss statement? I'm sorry. I'm three weeks behind. Boom. Marital argument. And he's like, just hire me and I'll, I'll get rid of it. That's all they want. They don't care what you use. They don't care right, if you right. the back of an envelope. Just save my marriage, take care of it. I don't want to deal with it. So you got to look for that end impact that, that isn't always readily apparent to the business owner because we're in the forest cutting down trees. This is our baby. We love it. you know. And so it's helpful to have another person who's hovering above the forest kind of providing that GPS for you. Like, is that really the impact you provide or is that an impact or an input on the way to that impact? I love that. Well, that leads me into my next question because you said you start with the end result and you work backwards. Hmm. So how do you work backwards? I mean, you know what you want. So how do you draw them back to figure out all the steps along the way as you pull them back? Yeah, it's, it's really, looking at what your it, it all leads with what your clients want. And there's some people who are drowning an opportunity because they, they're so skilled and they have so many arrows in their quiver in terms of things they provide. And so they're trying to throw it all 
at their potential clients. And the problem is it's like, okay, let's, let's, let's break it down. What's your highest revenue generating activity or product or service? And who does that serve? Let's start there. And let's get really good at that. And let's start generating some revenue there. Once you do that, then it's like, okay, let's add another lane on. But until they're stay in your lane, focus on the main thing, and then start adding on. But there's so many people who, who they watch YouTube videos and they do these things. And it's like, I'm going to launch a boot camp. I'm going to do this, this, and these five things this week. And then I'm going to go out with a message that's going to apply to everyone. When you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. And that's why I like to say the word vanilla to me sounds a lot like poverty. Because if, <laughs> if, you go in a, if you're in a room of 100 people and you're like, okay, I can get all 100 people. And you, so you kind of speak in generalities. Well, they all keep talking because they have no idea you're talking to them. But if four of your ideal clients are in the back of the room and all of a sudden you start speaking specifically to them, they're going to turn their head and they're going to say, all right, shh, everyone be quiet. Donna's talking to us. And so a lot of times we do that with our messaging and I see it all the time. And I see, I, there's a lot of people who pitch me and it's mm -hmm. such a bad pitch that okay. I turn it around. And by the end of their pitch, they want a proposal for me because they're like, uh, they admit, uh, yeah, I don't even know what it is I offer. And I don't even know why I reached out to you if you're in my ideal client persona. So it's a shotgun wow. approach. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It, it does amaze me. I, I had a client once, the same exact thing, just they like, looked at her website and I was like, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm going on. I'm confused. There's so much there. And uh, that's exactly what we had to do. Narrow her down. So, so when you get them to narrow down, it sounds like you start with your highest paying thing that, that they're making money with and really perfect that. And then you move on to some of the other things. So it's not that they can't add them. And that's kind of what I kind of preach too, is, you know, you, you, you just have to find that one that works, that's good and working right now, really expand that and then go from there. Is that kind of what I'm hearing from you? Yeah. I, I recently, last month I had talked with a coach who was going into debt with his family because he was putting it all in building this online coaching platform. Now, he hadn't really mastered any sort of one-on-one -on -one coaching or coaching people, right? He was an entrepreneur, but they put all their time and effort into building this course that was like a, around $100. I think they had one that was 80, one that was like 140. It was November. This was last month. And he's like, yeah, by December 31st, we want to sell a thousand of these courses. Yeah. I'm like, there's a lot that goes into that. Selling a thousand courses, you know, if you want to sell, sell it comes to a point, once you get over $100, $200, sometimes it becomes as difficult to sell those as it does a $5,000 package. Because you still got to communicate impact, find the people. Mm -hmm. So he only had like a month and a half and he hadn't even started marketing it. But the bottom line was, I, I said to him, okay, why are you starting with, I, I'm going to sell a thousand of this for a coaching package and I've never coached anyone. Why don't you start try to coach some people, get some case studies, some testimonials, perfect what you do. You know, there's a reason Steve Jobs never liked to ship a perfect iPhone because he knew he would put it out there and his consumers would fix it for him. There's this wrong, there's that wrong, and they would perfect it in the next. And so go out and coach one-on-one. -on -one. When I started, I jumped in on one-on-one -on -one, and I've added boot camps, keynotes. I add those things, but I got really good at coaching one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. because I knew this is exactly the impact I provide. This is what I love doing. Now I can take that 
and package it here in a, in a boot camp. I can package it in a corporate workshop. I can package it. I wrote a book, you know, and so you get really good at that one thing, go from there and then expand. Love that. Love that. So how, how do people get a hold of you? Like if they wanted to actually work with you for you to help them, um, can you share with us a little bit more about where you're at and, and how they can use your services? It sounds yeah. Like- Absolutely. So um, there, an easy way to get a hold of me and plus some freebies for your listeners. If they ah, take out their yeah. smartphones and text the word authority, Y-O-U-thority to the number 55678. And by the way, when you text authority, also put the word grow in. So I know that they're coming from your podcast. Okay. If, if they do that, they're going to get an automated link back. And there's three free webinars. One of them is four pillars of building an authority brand. Go deep on that. The next one is leveling up your LinkedIn to help build your authority brand. LinkedIn is such an important, vital authority branding tool. And the third is how to use podcasts to build your authority brand. There's also a link to subscribe to my podcast. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, a link there as well. And anyone who, by the way, texts that link, I call anyways. So I'm going to get in touch with you because part of what I do is I use the phone as the utmost first, uh, most powerful branding tool. And everyone says the phone is dead. No one talks on the phone. 2020, I will tell you, people love talking on the phone and they love it when somebody calls them. It's like, oh my gosh, it's another human being. In six months, I've had two people be somewhat moronic when I called, a little bit condescending. Other than that, people are like, oh, wonderful. We get in a conversation. So um, if you text that number, I will call you. <laughs> that's great that's great well it sounds like you'll be able to help a lot of people you've got some really good stuff sounds like you've helped many i mean you've you've created seven figures for for many corporate businesses and small businesses so um i think you've got a great track record which is awesome so you have this freebie that they can do. So do you also have a website or is that how you have them get a hold of you? Yeah, if you go to merc.enterprises, so M-E-R-C.enterprises, there's no.com. It's, it's an interesting website, just merc.enterprises. Uh, that's our corporate website there and a lot of information there as well uh, where they can learn more. And it's easier to spell than Mercadante. I I used to give that out. Mercadante was a big one. (laughs) (laughs) I used to give that out. And it's like on a podcast, someone's driving, they're going to kill themselves by trying to write it down. So Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, Kurt, I really appreciate you being on today. Um, Is there anything else you want to share? Because I'm going to ask you my last question. And uh, anything else before that? No, this has been wonderful. Fire away. Perfect. So I always ask at the very end, what is the one thing that made the biggest shift for you to go from being just a regular entrepreneur to growing these businesses to seven figures? Hmm. Um, what was it that made that transition for you? Yeah, kind of, the biggest real change in transition, um, I never found it hard to make money and sell and build a business. And so I built a seven figure business. Uh, I had a side business that did six figures, but almost three years ago to the day that we're recording this, it was about maybe we're, maybe we're two weeks past it. I was at peak revenue with a seven figure agency. And I woke up on a Tuesday morning. It was Thanksgiving week. And I had been in denial for some time, anxiety attacks. I was 60 pounds heavier. I was unhealthy. I wasn't being a great dad. I wasn't being the, the husband that I was supposed to be. And I woke up on that Tuesday morning and the noise got so much that I shut down my agency at peak revenue overnight. I fired all my clients that day and started from scratch. 
and I wanted to help small and medium-sized businesses because really people say, well, why do you want to do that? Because they give a damn. I had worked with large trade association corporations that had so much money that they, they didn't, they just threw money at stuff and they were very self-important. And every meeting, every email, every discussion was the most important email and meeting discussion in the history of the world. And every day was like that. And it's like, you know what? There's gotta be room for fulfillment. There's gotta be room for something better here. So I shut it down. It's the best thing I've ever done. Uh, I went on and built my third business, uh, third profitable business, and I'm helping other people build businesses. And it's the most, it's the most challenging thing I've done, but it's the most fun and it's the most uh, fulfilling. And earlier this year, you know, we decided to take it to the next level and we sold almost all of our possessions and our home and we hit the road. And so my wife and I and our four kids, we've homeschooled for 14 years. We're traveling around. So right now I'm at Folly Beach. Uh, South Carolina. We're on a on a on a home with stilts. It's like shaking as we're sitting here talking. Uh, we are in the mountains for two months. We're going back to the mountains next year, and then after that, we're going to go travel. And and uh, you know, uh, quite honestly, when one state locks down, we're going to go to a different state. We're just we're just going to keep flowing like water. I absolutely love that. My husband and I do a lot of traveling too, because we both work from home and we can totally do that and it works. And so I think that's awesome. And I love that you can share how good that was for you because you lost the weight. You look like you're happy and you look like you feel good. You enjoy your job now. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot to be said when you put your you change your lifestyle to fit what you really want in life. And yeah. I'm, I'm very much a traveler too. And so my husband and I, that's an important part. So being able to have that freedom is huge, huge. Yes, we have to work sometimes on the road, but you know what? It's, it's doable. And it, and it works. So I love that you shared that because just, you know, a lot of people look at that and say, Hey, you know, you're doing well, like, why would you do that? Why would you quit? But if you're in ourself, you know, for someone else that might be perfect for them, but for you, you knew it needed a shift. And so to recognize yeah. that and shift it was powerful. Yeah. And, and, you know, we had, we had gotten the travel bug over the last couple of years and we spent six months in Europe and we went to Italy and we did, we did all these things. And so coming into this year, we're like, maybe in a couple of years, we'll, maybe we'll travel and we'll sell the house and everything. And then COVID hit. We're like, well, who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> and then, and, and so it kind of went on the back burner. And then uh, in June, you know, in our quaint little town of Charleston, when I'm watching on live stream as the downtown gets destroyed and looted, you know, as people are like fearing for their lives and it just, the noise got so great. My wife and I said, you know what? We're, and, and with the lockdowns, you know, even Charleston lockdown, not as bad as, as, as some states, it's, it's, you realize, and we were better than most, how much attachment you have to material things. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, wow, they took away my favorite bookstore and they took away my beach and they took away my parks. It's like, wait, 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 wait. What if I didn't have attachment to those things? Then I'm not their prisoner anymore. They can't take anything away from me. And so that's why we kind of said pattern interrupt time. You can't take, you, you think you could take away your toys? Have them, have them. We're going someplace else. And so we're living as if, I mean, and, and some people may listen and say, oh, whatever. 
we're living as if there's no pandemic. We don't sit and we, we don't obsess about it. We don't talk about it. We tried to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and the whole thing was about it. And every, every commercial is a drug ad. And I used to work in big pharma. It's one of the biggest regrets of my life. And, and you see all that and we're like, no, we're going to create our own freedom bubble. We're going to travel. We're going to do what we want. We're going to be healthy. And you know, most people right now, what they should be mandating, there's a lot of mandates going around. They should mandate better health, less stress, better sleep, clean eating. And instead they're not. And if, if something like this won't wake them up to do that, I don't know what will, but you just got to do what's right for you. That's not selfish. In fact, that's what people should want and um, create your own freedom bubble and, and flow to where you're most fulfilled and, and free. Oh, I'm just going to leave it at that. That was beautiful. Thank you. That's perfect. I, Kurt, I really appreciate you being on the show today and sharing your message. And I look forward to checking out your stuff as well. So thank you again. And we'll make sure we put links in the uh, show notes so that you guys can just click on the links to find his stuff. So thank you again. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back sometime. Awesome. Thank you so much, Donna. You're welcome. This is Donna, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now, and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow.